Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. And like the guy we can't get rid of, Chris Kuiper. I'm back again. You know it's not 50. Epi- like we, we did that. We, we did 50 episodes already. i just been hanging out in the studio the whole time. Do you I thought here? that was you. I haven't left. Do you did you get evicted? I, hold yeah, on, let's I not ne- talk about that. That's not your problem. I I need to go apologize to Eileen. She said that she heard things from the basement, and I told her she was making things up. And it turns out, Chris Kuiper was in the basement all along. Did it sound like a bear was sleeping? Well, most likely. She was not happy. I think today you're Chris Tarly. The yeah. most knowledgeable maester in all of southeastern Wisconsin. <laughs> I can live with that. Chris Tarley, there we go. I couldn't come up with any other no. maester last name on the spot yeah. other than Sam. His brother is Chris Farley. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, brothers have <laughs> I thought he said Chris Farley, so I'm like, what? Yeah, it's already late. So before we jump into like, we do need to recap the season premiere of Game of Thrones. But if but if I could entertain you guys to help me with a little therapy session. <laughs> I've had a rough couple days. Pretty rough. All things considered, it's not that bad, but definitely first world problems therapy session. So I had noticed a little bit of trouble with with the old vehicle. Shifted a little bit awkwardly. The new vehicle? No. No, okay. no, no. Okay. That was, yeah. So after we had to get a new vehicle because the other one, um, I forgot what the problem was with that one. Uh, rack and pinion fell That's apart. That's it. That's it. It was like liquid. No. Oh. The rack and pinion shoes on our previous Traverse. So we had to get a new one right around Christmas time. My excuse would have been the wipers need to be changed, so I need a new car. Yeah. I mean, 20 bucks is a lot, man. <laughs> it's McDonald's. <laughs> so... So I had it in because I needed oil change anyway. So I'm like, hey, guys, why don't you, why don't you take a quick gander at that? Um, so it's not good by the time the driver comes picks me up that they still aren't done looking at it. Like not even have a diagnosis and working on it, but they haven't finished looking at it. So he walks back and the look on his face is not one that you would like to see coming from a, not a sales guy, but the service manager. Because service manager. Mm-hmm. it was like one of those things. Like any other profession, I don't know. They're going to tell you, like, whatever's dead. It's like when the surgeon comes out and tells you grandma didn't make it through the heart transplant. <laughs> yeah. It was it was very somber. Oh. Basically told me that uh, full transmission replacement was needed. Oh, boy. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's fantastic. He's like, yeah, it gets better. You also need rear shocks and struts and tires, which I knew going into it. So... The transmission itself is going to be about 6,500, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, struts and stuff like that, shocks in the rear, about about 600. Um, all, also needed brakes for the rear. It's also about another 400. And then, uh, yeah, so then tires probably going to be another grand. 
the funny part about it was I'm like, so he quickly played off. So he said those numbers and quickly went into, we're going to need to keep it because we can't finish working on it today. Like, no kidding. No, I thought you were just going to whip a new transmission into the car right, right, right this moment. But I was like, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to put that kind of money in that car, no. number one. But he's like, all right, well, let us know if you want us to do the tires and brakes and whatever else. I'm like, well, if we're not going to, if yeah. we're going to let it go. What good are tires and brakes if the car doesn't have a transmission? I mean, and I'm not telling you to do this because this is hypothetical, but what if the car drove into Lake Michigan on its own? Or just the <laughs> ditch at the end of the driveway. It'd be a shame. It'd be a shame. There's a crick right there. It's fine. Or weird fire happened. Oh, yeah, the fires. Hypothetically speaking. It's wildfire season. You never know what's going to happen. That brush might start on fire and take that car. So what's kind of interesting about it, because the vehicle you had before mm-hmm. didn't have similar yes, I issues. Had, I had complete transmission failure on my Ford Focus, uh, where it even... Uh, it would barely shift out of first gear, and uh, the on the computer screen it was saying uh, transmission failure, service immediately with the red exclamation flashing. Yeah, the car was barely drivable. So did it? I uh, have like a governor piece. I've heard stories of that where it doesn't goes into like safe mode or whatever the vehicle equivalent is, where it won't let you drive above thirty. Yeah, um. Or didn't you have that issue? No, not exactly. Although it it would redline. Just when I turned it on in first, yeah, I heard of that in first gear, yeah, and then it the car shook so horribly because I this happened while I was driving home from work, so the car shook so horribly shifting from first to second gear. I basically drove home the entire way with my four ways on, and anytime someone came up behind <laughs> me, I just pulled over and let him pass. <laughs> so, so it isn't quite that bad. And to be honest, my my wife drove it and didn't really notice it too much at all until I kind of mentioned what the feels like. like maybe so it's not as bad so I'm hoping to potentially trade it in hopefully yeah. they don't listen to the podcast but that's or I've kind of I went through the the stages of grief where that I was very angry and then disappointed and then sad that I was gonna have not only one car payment when I went, came from a few years of none to now probably having two mm-hmm. so this is where I, I need some some therapy what do I do? Do I buy a new one? Do I let it go till the transmission literally falls out of the bottom of it? Do I let it go till it seizes up? Well, that'd be a good podcast right now, topic. Is it surging when it shifts? No, no, you don't really mm-hmm. notice it because my car—that's how it started. Is I noticed it surging, especially from first to second gear. It was noticeable, and I had it looked at once before, and then later on, it was it was getting worse and worse, and then it got to the point of complete failure so i mean if you could trade it in without anyone knowing the transmission issues wink wink that's the best way to get rid of it i'm not saying that's what i did because i definitely didn't do that you make sure there's no codes bring it in there's no codes or anything that's no. why yeah trade it in get rid of it start over they completely dropped the pan and like Oh, that's what they told you. I probably just looked at it, drank a beer, and said, yeah, about 7000 bucks." So clearly I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to even have them look at it. So a friend of ours, Bobby's going to take a peek at it just to make sure I'm not completely getting fleeced. So that's not, that's not where it stopped. That's just one thing that happened. Uh-oh. So then today, the missus made, was making some spaghetti. 
and we have one of those rapid heat induction, like, what do they call it? Like An oven? Well, induction no. top stoves. Top stove where it has like the rapid heating oh. element. And it's supposed to boil a big pan of water within 10 minutes. And it always had since we got it 13 months ago. And all of a sudden now it didn't heat it up. So she had to switch to a different one. And that one heated up in about 20 minutes. The So I called support and that was not helpful. Not helpful at all. Not in the slightest. They wanted me to like rest- like flip the breaker and turn it back on. So we did all that. And then uh, we proceeded to have a, a lengthy conversation by the end of like 30 minutes, I was on the phone with us. It still wasn't boiling at all. And I just let it go just to see how bad it was. I finally shut off the oven or shut off the stove cooked up after 77 minutes of still. Mm, so your stove might be shot. Yeah, it's 13 months old. Do appliances just not last long anymore? My parents' dishwasher just broke. That's like 20 months old. No, they're all garbage now. It's a, it's a frigid air. You hear that frigid air? Yeah, mine's 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 an LG. I went to social media and told if you're ever thinking about buying an LG appliance, just don't. (laughs) Do not. I don't know. I've heard just more and more people about appliances not lasting. What happened to the good old days in the '60s? You just bought a refrigerator and it lasted for 40 years. Yeah, it lasted as long as the marriage did. Usually, (laughs) the husband died before the fridge did. And it sucked so much power, but you didn't care. Oh, there's a brown on every time it turned on. <laughs> the the sad part about it is like, we like it, except for when it works, we like it. But the idea is the the previous one was 20 years old, 13 months. Yeah. And it's a 12, 12 month warranty. They're called like, seriously. As I say, I, it has to be one year warranty. These things break just after a year. So you're having a, you're having a rough go of uh Yeah, so if they come in threes. What's next? Well, did you count the John McLaughlin bobblehead breaking? No, there's no record of that. That that would be the third one. His thumb came off. Yeah, his thumb sitting right next to it. Got it right here. So that was the three. John mm. McLaughlin, car. Yeah, oven. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. So don't worry. It's all positive from here on out. The week's early. <laughs> it's what? not, it's though. Wednesday. Yeah, we still got... Couple days left. Just wait. If something bad happens tomorrow, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> I'm not trying, trying to, to, I'm trying to think of what are the major things that are left that could go. There's a lot. Podcast equipment. <laughs> Mixer. Goodbye, everybody. Well, I got I got some good news. Let's hear it. I need some good news. Like my body's like your stoves and appliances, of course. Like and your car, like that's what I think of my body. Like the rack and pinions are all busted in my body, <laughs> and need new tires and all that. How's the tranny? Cause Although I have a pretty good tire, so I'm fine with that. But <laughs> um, tranny, no, I'm not. I don't got that. That what? Yeah, that threw me off. Um, but my I did shul- it. My now shoulders- I know what it, I don't know what you guys feel like when you try to make me break. I got Chris. <laughs> My shoulder's not messed up. Your shoulder's good. It's uh, raise it above your head. It's oh no, I can't do that. Well, what? But it's it's you got an MRI, right? <laughs> it's structurally right? fine. So okay, so it's just uh maybe something you got to work out. Through yeah, so it's physical therapy. Or something. What? More which physical, doctor did you go more, to? More therapy. 
Yeah, no. Dr. Nick Riviera. <laughs> Dr. Spachemin is my that's my doctor. Do every procedure for one ninety nine ninety five. But printed Joe Boo. That's good then. Just just So I'll just add more exercises. therapy. You know, now I just have three therapy appointments a week. Oh. Four. I don't even know. Five, good. six. Get back. I have now that it warmed up, I have had this urge to just throw baseballs as hard as I can. Aren't I don't you know Come to baseball practice. Yeah, just get out there and start firing them with the kids there. I, I would. Let's do it. Come to baseball practice. I'd do a little long toss. Who's got the best arm? You better mm-hmm. warm up for about 10 minutes. Really get that bad boy stretched yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to end up Nice up. and slow, perfect form. Just kind of, you know, maybe right. get out there just and do a couple of windmills with the arms too. And Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you do the warm-up piece with the kids too. Yeah. You don't need your, you'll probably get one throw in. And then just bring a bag of wrenches. If you can't hit a wrench, you can't hit a ball. Wrenches, that sounds like that would cause Tommy John surgery. <laughs> that might be better, throwing wrenches. Oh, elbow just yeah, popped. that sounded great. You should really get out there and do some long toss. Oh, that happens every day. feels much better. Once it pops, I'm good to go. Now that means it's loose. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it means. We need an orthopedic specialist to just uh, have anybody play long toss now. Game of Thrones stock, the old season premiere, the family reunion, if you will. There's a lot of reunions, a lot of them a long time in the making. I thought this episode was great, especially the way they started it was like the perfect way to reintroduce the characters. The little boy trying to get a look at the armies coming in, and then when he finally does, you see what he sees, and it's all the Dothraki, all Mm -hmm. the Unsullied. John and Danny riding in on horses. That was fantastic. And then the dragons going by. Perfect. Perfect way to to get us back into the world of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was good to see that actually John found out that he is actually a Targaryen. Yeah, that's I don't... probably the the biggest moment of the show, right? Of the episode. What's crazy about that though? Is that I'm not sure his emotions because you could see it, him kind of like going through it. Did it dawn on him that he's been sleeping with his aunt yet? Yeah, you could see from his face. I think he th- kind of knew what was happening. And uh, it changes everything. He was willing to give up power to Danny, but now he is the one who has the claim to the throne over her. Yeah, he's a rightful heir now. And he doesn't... It's his. It's, he doesn't... I don't think he wants that. It's my it's my favorite meme of the picture of Danny and him with the old Uno switch. <laughs> Reverse it. You don't think he wants that? No. And he even, so. he even said, you know, uh, he said if he dies again, you know, he he said, don't bring me back. I think he was, he'd be fine just dying in battle and that being it and not ruling doesn't seem like he has that much interest in ruling. He's pretty quick to, you know, sure, surrender his crown, basically. All the people in the north had a problem with to uh, Daenerys. I think he's way too much honor to, to rule as a king. I just think looking at Danny and Sansa's 
uh, reaction to each other and how Danny has changed from this innocent girl to now this power-hungry uh, leader, so to say. And Sansa is kind of this cold-hearted um, woman now, you know, who's kind of standoffish and doesn't want to let anybody in, kind of almost like her mom. Very Cersei-like as well. Very Cersei-like. So now you have John in the middle of both of that, and now I feel like he's just going to get sick of both of them and just take what's rightfully his, maybe. Uh, the old sister versus girlfriend. Versus that? It's, slash it's Ant now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in his mind, I think he just tells himself girlfriend. <laughs> this is like an episode of Springer now. It's, it's really getting weird. I do like, though, that uh, Sansa, she's she's become hardened to uh, life after all she's been through, and yeah, she she knows how to rule. Does Danny really know how to rule? It's kind of like the fact that she has dragons has made her people fear her. Yep. But does anybody respect her the same way that that she's capable of running everything? Well, like know. when they came into town, they they kind of said they're really the north doesn't really like to welcome anybody and then she was like oh okay and then all of a sudden her dragons come and then she gets all this big peacocky kind of you know stance to her on on her horse and she all of a sudden becomes a strong person again because she knows i have dragons you're going to be afraid of me so that yeah. I, I just feel like she's changed so much since since <laughs> back in the day so so can we talk about a little bit the the magical dragon ride that the two took uh, i think we have to it was very Chris never a, never Chris, ending story like like falcor, falcor the luck dragon <laughs> now that's a dragon that's a falcor. dragon falcor what like, i'm talking about this rigel and drogon like isn't there a better way for him to hang on i know it, it uh she seemed kind of cavalier about it like just hop on and whatever hold on to whatever you can find and then just like flying off of what, cliffs and what if he doesn't like me well <laughs> then it's been nice knowing you like why would you even get on the dang thing then well like, why did the dragon even doesn't care. Like, nobody's been able to fly yeah, yeah no, nobody's been around to fly a single dragon besides her and also yeah just get out and go and he well, bends yeah. down and yeah yeah go ahead go ahead buddy let's, let's go for a ride it would have it's, made... like, it's like nobody can ride a dragon until they ride a dragon i'm like thanks for the advice it would have made more sense to have him find out from Sam that he has Targaryen blood, and then because yeah. of that, be like, "Oh, I think uh, the dragon will trust me." Versus, like, I'm just gonna hop on, and hopefully, I don't fall to my death or get eaten. That's just the weird thing about it, too. Is wouldn't Danny know that? Oh, he can ride this dragon, and he can steer it to where he wants it to go. Is he a Targaryen? Yeah, like, and like you related. said, like I don't know. It's just kind of odd to me that, yeah, they did it in that order. That makes sense. Unless she thinks she's got all the power, so because like she's with him and trusts him that the, the dragons yeah, pick up on that. Maybe that's the rationale, is it? He, she's power th hungry. <laughs> there's no way that they could have done the part where he found out about it ahead of time and then had it fly because he wouldn't have taken her, took her to the magic hunting grounds with the beautiful waterfall so they could... That's true. Stay for a thousand have, years. Yeah, we, have their relations. That's true. We do know what Jon Snow does in caves, and <laughs> now that he now that he knows there's, they're related, we'll see how that changes everything. Drogon did not want to call him dad either. You can so, see in that stare down, that was Drogon not happy about his new stepdad. Not a bit. Nuh uh. No, he not, just he just knew it was aunt and nephew. So 
That's that's why he was looking hey, at him like, hey, idiots, you're no. Targaryens, you can't do this anymore. <laughs> or can you? Is that a new meme? Is Drogon oh, yeah. face? Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. it is. There's okay. a it was lot great. of memes out there. Uh, there's so many, I can't keep up with them. I think one of my favorite moments was seeing Arya see Jon for the first time in, in what, years? I know, it, it goes way back to when she was so little and he gave her needle. And you right. for, you forget with these... The show's been on so long. It really has been a long time in the making for them to be reunited. Did you guys watch any of, like, they have, I forgot what they called it, but HBO has the... The director, yep. The things after, where they talk about, like, their evolution, where, like, Arya and Sansa's characters, like, they were 12 when this started. Now being 22, but, or 21-ish, whatever, by the time it was actually done filming. It's crazy to see them... Like some of those early episodes, because we, like, my wife and I, we watched them all again, and it was crazy to watch like the evolution of how they aged. But it's it's crazy now to see them, and he gives and John gives her the, what is it the, his sword, long claw, made out of dragons or was it? Yeah, Valyrian steel, Valyrian long steel. claw. So it is fun to see him, John, give the Valyrian steel like sword, and to see her try to like still wield that, and that was still way too big for. Her. Um, preferring uh, the needle, sword. but it was it was a good interaction. Needle, she's got her dagger. She's going to Gendry to make dragon glass something, something out of dragon glass. Yeah, looks like something that shot some sort of like got a shooting projectile spear to kill dagger? like like a like a sniper a hound or something. I went back and <laughs> paused it on that part. Maybe that's I, to kill the mountain though. Hmm. Would you need dragon glass to kill the mountain? He's like Frankenstein. He's yeah, Kyburn did something to him. He's a magical creature. Because yeah, Kyburn was not he's very really blue. <laughs> surprised at what the dead look like. He's just like, yeah, I got one of those guys right here right now. Even after pausing it, though, I still couldn't tell exactly what it was. It, it It's yeah, hard no. to tell. It looks like it's it's maybe some sort of uh, like, yeah, like dagger or arrow that's kind of concealed inside of something. It looks like you can maybe... Maybe hide the fact that it has a yeah. dragon glass blade to it. I don't know. I think Arya and John though they're pretty. It's pretty nice to finally see them back together because they've had such long journeys and almost similar journeys where they've kind of been broken down and seen their loved ones kind of pass away, but gotten out of situations that they shouldn't have gotten out of, and now they're back together and. She's always trusted John, and John's always trusted her, and she was always, you know, sought after as you're a woman. You can't do all these things like when she wanted to be her own wayward, and John always entrusted her. So it's going to be interesting to see how far they go because she trusts Sansa so much now, as like that older sister. Finally, they finally had their moment, I guess. Yeah, so when to they say, teamed so, up to kill Littlefinger. Yeah, so it'll be uh pretty interesting to see where where those two go. Like if they kind of team up behind the scenes like uh, this whole crypt <laughs> conversation stuff is kind of going to become i think a, a easily become something that we're going to see often in the oh future. you're going to see it real soon here i mean they're going to be running from the from basically from the whites in the crypts as a way to get out and it was foreshadowing that they're they're going to end up by the gray joys i mean that's oh yeah that's what i was going to say too to. the, and the, how the, the amount of people kinda... that are alive it's going to be real small this is going to be it's going to be a big bloodbath in two weeks because uh, episode three, I believe, is the 
full-on invasion of Winterfell, right? Um, I do have a list of the episode lengths. If I guess everything we say is spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if if anyone cares to know, episode two is fifty-eight minutes. Episode three is an hour and twenty-two minutes, the longest one of the season. Well, there it is, right there. That's that's clearly the battle. That's right. that's not really even hiding it. Yeah. So. So um, let's kind of pivot though away from Winterfell. Looking down south, and the whole Jamie or our Cersei wanted to kill Heaven Braun, kind of assassinate Jamie and Tyrion with the weapon that that is the most father. evil thing ever. But at, at, like, other than that situation, and I think like she's not pregnant, and she saw Euron, and Euron is like this strong man male who can, I don't know quote-unquote dominator she needs that strong guy to like tell her what to do kind of she always yeah. falls into that yeah that used to be jamie right before and he jamie lost his became hand. weak right. and that was she, it she lost interest in him so she needs that but i feel like she's trying to almost get pregnant too like it kind of seems that way like she knew that she well, even looked at the maester guy like well, you could should i do this well, you could am see, i ready to have a baby kind of thing too you could see her lose sanity it's after so every kid that died Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like, it's been a keeping, slow descent into yeah, keeping farther and farther away after well, each one of the children. Now she's to the point. There's no more family with Jamie leaving. I mean, she really has nobody. Then nobody family wise. There's no more Lannisters on her side. So she's trying to make some. So, but uh, other than those kind of two things, like, what is her point right now in this story? Like, are we gonna see her for a couple episodes? I I don't know. I don't understand what I, we're gonna see interaction wise. I kind of wish I'd bet on her to take the throne. I think she's my favorite character now. Yeah. <laughs> because there was Ramsay and Joffrey as <laughs> bad guys, and they were just sadistic and crazy, and you wanted them to die. Oh, Ramsay's but, was brutal. But Cersei, she's just so good at the Game of Thrones. She plays the game better than everyone. Yeah. She's just the great villain for that reason. And I... Now she's set on revenge. She wants her brothers killed with yeah. the crossbow too. Yeah, it's po- yes with the crossbow po- in the lab laboratory. <laughs> yeah, it's to be poetic justice. And like she's really just yeah. Like and what happened to Tyrion? The Tyrion used to be like the guy who was playing chess while everybody was playing checkers. The idea that he was always seemed to be a few steps ahead, and he still believes that his sister is gonna. That seems ridiculous. I think the troops. levity of everything has finally hit him. I mean, for years he just was. A drunk that hoard around. He designed the sewers. He didn't do anything. That's how he snuck his women all the time. And now, since what season two is the first time he let anybody into battle, and then since then, yeah, he was bought, sold, rescued, and made hand of the queen. So he's he's run a full gamut too. I think maybe his edge is just gone. I mean, he's had it pretty easy since. You know, the Battle of the Pyramid when Drogon showed up. And well, plus, he got outsmarted by Jamie. Oh, yeah. And then the plan. Yeah, Daenerys. that, that all it, fell apart. It'll be interesting. You know, we're talking about all these reunions with the Starks, sibling reunions. It'll be interesting to see when Tyrion and Jamie meet up now. You know, assuming that happens next episode. Oh, yeah. They showed in the previews that Jamie and Tyrion and Brienne are on the same side in the, I guess, courtroom. Yeah. Trial, yes. whatever. Yeah, so which the, is so more nonsense? The, the dead are coming. What are you holding a, a trial for? Stop right. it! Just, well, just stop. You can do it if he's alive at the end. Sure, put well, him on trial. Well, speaking of like awkward interactions, like as the as the show goes to black, 
You see Jamie arrive to Winterfell, and the first person that he sees or that notices him is Bran. Because oh. Bran did tell Sam he was waiting for... An old friend. An old friend. Yeah. And but let's... Chris, Chris, did you send that thing to Pete? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, the, um, that curb that. thing. <laughs> oh, you oh, didn't you... see that? The what? Oh, that was great. They, I think Barstool did it. Yep. They re-edited that scene with the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. Oh, as, my as, God. As Jamie looks over and you sees Bran. You did not Bran, send this to me. It oh, zooms, I'm sorry. It zooms in oh, on Jamie's face snap. as the music's playing. It's perfect. It That's is, it is the, the greatest thing I've seen in <laughs> like a while. Like the slow zoom <laughs> yeah, of like... Yeah. <laughs> the music, like, it did like feel like... Like something's up your sleeve kind of look. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, because Jamie at this point, does he know that Bran is now like the uh, vision keeper and Jamie whatever? thought he was dead. Yeah, I think to be totally honest, everybody thought Bran was dead. So well, after he went across or went beyond the wall, through the wall, beyond the wall, yeah, everybody thought he's talk, not coming back. He's a cripple. Talk about, but, but now, it's, but so, so he's first of all, he's shocked that he's alive. So we're all on that page. So he's shocked. Wait till he finds out that he actually can see the past and realize what yeah. actually had happened. Past, future, everything. Talk and about how insane he is. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is the creepiest guy. There's memes all over now of him just like poking up everywhere and just scaring the hell out of everybody. But I mean that. <sighs> I don't know. He's seen so much, though. He's always looking into the past, future, and everything. Like, of course, he's a broken man. Like, but well, wisdom-wise, like, he knows he's everything. He's supposed to not really even like be a person. He doesn't anymore. have feelings he's, anymore. Yeah, yeah he's done. It's like, but hey, it, hey, sorry, mate. I thought you were a peeping tom. <laughs> but I come, I shove him out the window. I go back to that first interaction of John and him, where he says, "You're you're a grown man," and he says, "Almost." And that kind of gets me to think, like, okay, the almost, yeah, is it a joke? Like, oh, I'm a cripple. But is it, like, referring to, of course, the three-eyed raven, but maybe the Night King kind of stuff, too, as we come back to all that stuff? Like, why does he say almost? That, And he doesn't say it in a jokingly way. And it's, no, not like John, no it's not like John really laughed. It was like, <laughs> what is up? Like, I kinda, well, you're really keeping up odd. everybody. So kinda, that was very interesting to me. I, I took that as like he doesn't. He's almost like yeah, not quite a person anymore. Like he's become like he's more, never in his body anymore. He, yeah, he's become more of this. This I don't even know what you'd call it. This presence. This like almost like like I've said. It's in some ways it's a bit like he has like almost like godlike powers. Right, yeah, he where said that. Yeah, where he's kind of he's seen through all of time and space at once. He's not really a person anymore. That That's he, true. Yeah, it's a very, he's come a long way. Like, all these characters have grown so much, like, watching this show, like, all the way through, and knowing that the timeline has increased well, so much well, in the last two seasons, yeah, I well, feel it's, so. It's just so crazy to think the the Jamie pushing Bran out of the tower, that was episode one. Right, yeah. And now they're just meeting up again, season eight. So, like, if you watch that director's producer thing, at the end they did talk about how entering into town and... And the whole family's kind of that was that first scene in episode in the f- first season, and then yeah, you've had this all, happen where it's all Jamie, tribute back to s- right. season one, right? And you one. had the whole Jamie Brand thing happen too, so it was kind of interesting how they went back to both those. Yeah, everything's come full circle now. So can I point out one more interesting or awkward moment, awkward turtle moment of the show, if you will? How about when like Samuel Tarley meets oh. Danny for the first time? Oh, yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, he's so excited to see her and like, oh, sorry, McGrace, and he stands up and sorry, can you give me a pardon for taking all these books? And Oh, by the way. Yeah. She wanted, to part, like, she wanted to meet the guy that saved, what? Jorah. Stuff. Yeah. And then had to come out and talk about how he killed my father. And then you could see, like his expression was a little bit off-put, but then he's like, all right, well, at least 
he's now I can go home because my brother's ruling. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he stood with your father. Because yeah, dad, he dad hated him, right. but brother was always on his side, but never could side with him. Obviously, right? Yeah, he Dickon was always gonna stand with Randall, and that was it. Yeah, nobody uh, was like, "Hey, that guy, I, uh, you're about to go talk to." I'm pretty sure his last name is Tarly. Um, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, her handlers did her uh, no justice. I'm trying to remember, didn't we? Did we burned all the Tarleys, right? Uh, How about Jorah just going, hey, um, you, y- you killed his dad and yeah. his brother. Yeah, like, may not want to bring that up. And where's the Spider and Tyrion in this time? I mean, yeah, they're, they're just hanging out, just looking looking down in the courtyard I was in Winterfell. Just, like, I, was hey, just, hey, I was just waiting for Danny to be like, well, at least now you can really for sure go home. But it... <laughs> Like what the hell? So but the, I think that shows how how like braggado. I don't know how to say it, but how Danny. You to say braggadocious. <laughs> well, how Danny's like, I don't care. I killed him, and if you don't stand, you don't kneel to me. I'm gonna kill you. Like she don't care anymore. She's, she's pretty she, ruthless. She's really starting to get an Aries vibe, and that's why I yeah. don't think she'll survive the season. John, I mean that whole thing with you know the flaming sword and everything, the prophecy, how it's got to come about. If she's pregnant, that's how, you know, Azora High's original power came about with that sword. She doesn't make it out. At least I hope she doesn't. Well, she's, she might be my least favorite character now. Yeah, I, I really do think that John's going to rethink, like, when he hears you're the rightful king of the seven, seven kingdoms, you're not just king of Winterfell. You're not just the guy who's at whatever, You've the, been the Black Watch. You can rule all this. Now that kind of power into somebody's head might be like, well... It's it's all mine now. Just move over, chick. I got this. Yeah, Hold my be, beer. Hold my gonna, beer. I'll take Drogo. But he's such a man of like character and honor. Like that's gonna be a that's gonna be interesting to see to watch yeah, that and unfold. So is and Ned play and he died. Ned so was, yeah, character was, doesn't mean anything in the Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah but the, it does to him. The lesson is is honor being too honorable and honest gets you killed. Way too. That's why the Lannisters just keep winning. Yeah. and winning and winning. Yeah. that's why. That's They're why even pa- like even the Lannisters meet- are the patriots. Yeah, yeah they, they are. Even, they even really meeting, are. Even meeting a Cersei, he couldn't even lie to her. They always pay their debts. <laughs> and you know who uh, the Browns are? They're the Tyrells, just loaded with talent and money. And oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna take some stuff from you. All right, just just podcast. just give that to us. We'll just we'll put every uh, family as a team. <laughs> So lastly, let's talk about a good old blue eyes. Tormund. <laughs> oh, Tormund. That group. I have to say I love I love that group. Like it is the greatest group. It's like of a characters. group of mashup of like just random people together and they're they're just all pretty good together. But it was cool how they kind of came up with the other Black Watch people and I've always had blue eyes. Image. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> but they saw that horrible image of that kid. What no, that that noise we all agree that was the most terrible noise <laughs> oh, ever. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was ever. Brutal. That was brutal. I was waiting for the whites to show back up because when yeah. they captured the white originally, you know, he screamed and all of a sudden just they they yeah, bum yeah, rushed him. Yeah, because they're supposed to be basically behind the army now. That the undead army. Yeah. Heading, I think they're they were at uh, is it hearth home home oh. hearth? No, we they did. were uh, they they were at uh, what the heck the Umbers Castle hearth um, hearth home between yeah. Dale and Underhill. No, that's hot. Well, well, it, yeah, okay. But they're, they're 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 south of the wall, north of uh, Winterfell, and now is like, their plan basically they have to try to get around. I think the, they're trying the to get around to, warn, to Winterfell to warn. I mean, because Winterfell, and since, yeah, since the army oh. doesn't run, they just walk at a snail's pace for some. Yeah, yeah but how? Yeah, I don't know how you'd get around them without uh, somebody seeing. Yeah, 
But you just need a one dagger of ice getting thrown. I think at the you. only thing they can do is maybe get over to Eastwatch by the sea and get in the water and go south. Is there some freakish tunnels or something? I just don't believe that Tormund's just gonna die of random death, though. I think he's gonna die if he's gonna die. Tormund and Brienne get married. <laughs> That's on, gonna be man. the ending. Why is everything all Brand. roses with you? Because I, I, I feel like everybody's gonna die, and it's just gonna oh, be. Oh, I, I think a lot of people are gonna world. be. Not, I think a lot of people are going to die. And then Tormund and Brienne are going to be responsible for repopulating Westeros. It's going to be a, just giant people everywhere. Uh, maybe maybe they don't have giant people. They produce the new race of giants? Like one, yes. One, yes. One? yes. Well, one, one thing I did want to ask you, Chris, because you probably know more about this than I do, is so with the Night King marching south, what is his plan? We don't really know anything about him. Like, what's his what's his ultimate goal? We know what all the human characters, they're all motivated by power and revenge. But what does the Night King want to do? Just take over Westeros? Why, Pinky? To take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing we do every night, Night King. <laughs> well, the show hasn't really said much about what he is or who he is. They've they kind of tipped all around it, like, oh, he might be a Stark, he might be actually an ancient Targaryen king. No, he's he's part of the Night's Watch, or, or the third. He was supposedly the thirteenth Lord Commander that turned into the Night King, or he was a Stark that wanted to be honorable and had the dragon glass put in his chest by the Children of the Corn. You know, they did show that part. <laughs> Oh, children, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. The children, oh, so yeah, the good. children, the, the children, tree, oh, man. the tree children, yeah. whatever they're called. Yeah, children. No, of the corn. We, no, from here on out, we gotta call them children of the corn. That's yeah. that's even better. Yeah, they're they feel Hodor's kids. I think he's motivated 100 by revenge because he was turned back and his forces were defeated, you know, by the by the children and the first men. Right. Just because they joined sides, and the Giants were on their side, too, at that point. When there was Giants. I feel like I remember hearing this story yeah, somehow. Uh, so he, it's in the books on that yeah, part. Yeah, I think I, I haven't listened to the audio books. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, you'll hear it then on there. So his motivation is to get back, and I mean, some people have speculated that he has a his bride is supposedly under Winterfell, and that's maybe where he stops. He gets there, gets his bride, and that's all he wants. Hmm. I don't believe. So, like, the Children of the Forest... Like essentially created them, right? But yeah. why did they go into hibernation? Like once they started, like why, why now? Like he had no army. They were they were defeated. I mean, they turned back, and he was basically banished to the far north. Mm-hmm. So so they just like hid out until he finally killed enough people to basically. I mean, he finally got enough wildlings and um, giants, and. Uh, Night's Watch guys that able to start heading south. So this is just a really long purge movie. Yes, this is basically the purge mm-hmm. in Westeros. Okay, I was just curious if you knew anything because we don't really know a ton about the Night King and there's so much exactly, speculation with him. I yeah. mean, it's hopefully it'll become clear as this season wraps up. Oh, and uh, Last Hearth is the name of the Last castle. Hearth. All right, that's what it was. I thought it was Home Hearth. So one more piece of it, Cersei's army from what was it, the, the Iron Golden Bank, Golden Essos, yeah, Golden Company, Golden Company, Golden Company. That would be the, like that's got to be one of the bigger assets that that company finally arriving 
was it twenty thousand or just shy because he killed two or whatever? Hey, yeah, that's good. But hey, no elephants. Yeah, because somebody no, cheated. No, no elephants. No elephants. But no. <laughs> you know what though? I like the no elephants thing because last season, the my one complaint that was the first season that started to feel like they were breaking all the rules about trying to be more realistic and travel. They were just traveling all around the world in like a, a oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the timeline wasn't clear though. Yeah, well. I think they jumped time. Like, I think they were showing so different, different time periods in the timeline. Less, at different but times. what about when they're like sitting on that rock surrounded by whites and then they I get know. like rescued and like they, they couldn't have been out there for very long. Right. right. But this episode had a couple moments like that, like just mentioning that the hyperspeed can't travel by boat. It's well, too John risky. got in the Ford. Actually, truck. the the <laughs> the real reason is all of the elephants were on leave for Dumbo, Uh-oh. so they couldn't make an appearance. Do they fight too in Dumbo? Soon. Too soon. Also, there's a good line where Sansa's worried about feeding the army. That's the kind of stuff that makes Game of Thrones great. Is you know they try to stick to as much realism as you can in a show that's about fantasy and stuff. Yeah. But she is concerned with yeah. yeah how would you feed all those troops yeah. coming to the about the market? dragons? The tra- yeah, dragons they eat what do. they want. I don't know what they eat. I don't keep track of them. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting because they found out that the dragons were hungry and they weren't eating really anything, and then they went and flew them for. <laughs> <laughs> a little like flight. Yeah, yeah you're that, starving. All right, let's go for a ride. Even that yeah. too. The dragons. All your energy. Dragons don't like the north. Apparently, it's a little, too a cold. Too, too cold. It's for cold. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Who does? They're, I know who. They're, lo- they're from fire. They yeah. come from fire. I mean, it makes v- sense. Viserion likes the cold now. Very yeah. much so. And how is there not? How's their face not frozen? Like oh. they're they're in the super north, and they're gonna go flying on dragons at That's like whatever true. speed, and then they, they're like. They need perfectly some, fine. They need some good Scani gear. They need hand warmers. Need a hat with the flaps on it. I wear one of those when I shovel snow. I think they're called. There's got to be something wrong with that guy hats. <laughs> <laughs> he, that guy clearly has a couple screws loose, but he's out shoveling so. All right. So now, if you are not interested in Game of Thrones, feel free to tune back in. We were, we went, we were a little longer than we expected. <laughs> That's only the first episode. Sorry, listeners, if you're not Game of Thrones fans, but if, all fairness, if you're not a Game of Thrones fan, I don't you're, want you I don't want you listening. If you no. haven't watched Game of Thrones, go, go start binge watching the show and then listen to these episodes after you watch the episode. After and then watch, tell us why we're wrong. Yeah. Bucks and four. It certainly looks that way. Especially today, because the first half, game two, first half, they look like they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. Pistons up one and half. They seem to come out and play a little bit of tighter defense. This team can just, on a dime, turn it on and without much effort, gets it up to, they're up almost 20. Yeah, Giannis, after halftime, I think he scored at least seven straight points, and he just yeah. kind of dominated said, nope, uh, I'm going to take over this game, and uh, you're not going to stop me, which Thonmaker could not, cannot stop him at all. It's, it's actually hilarious. Sometime he does. He's a, he did get some good blocks on him, but really most of the time Giannis is just not pushing as, him around and dunking on him. Not as many blocks as Connaughton. That's true. Connaughton had a huge game today. Yeah. Connaughton and Worldwide Pat. Well, Con- 
Connaughton and, and Sterling Brown, like both of those guys, really came up to play today. And Bledsoe, the guards were playing amazing defense. Like oh, Bledsoe yeah. had a couple steals that led to just dunks. The well, other Giannis way was just Giannis. waiting at the that, end. That was that hilarious. One, yeah, where Giannis was slow getting back, and it actually led to a dunk. But yeah, I just feel like the Pistons. I I said Bucks in five just because I thought it's hard to beat a team eight. Yeah. Eight, you, times in a season like you think eight, they still won in detroit or something go eight no but this pistons team i don't see how they beat the like, bucks especially, especially with no blake yeah, like, they would right. have to get blake back and play well i mean they played pretty well they lost by 21 points tonight how about right. blake getting teed up for the second straight game <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. you don't need to be active to participate <laughs> right but yeah the, the, they had i think it was mentioned a couple times tonight but they were the 28th ranked pace team so obviously their pace is not even close to what the Bucks are. So they've tried to ramp it up, and you can tell when in like the timeline of the game that they just shut down and they could not keep up. So it it was pretty awesome though seeing seeing Giannis, Middleton, and Bledsoe just kind of catch fire and all score tw- over twenty points and and kind of take over the game because uh, those are three guys that you always need to have. But the the thing that's interesting to me is DJ Wilson. DJ Wilson has has no role right now. If it, the game's mm-hmm. close, you obviously saw Connaughton and Sterling Brown and Hill. Those guys are, seem like they're getting the most minutes. And Ilyasov has been very good too. He had ten rebounds. He's doing all the dirty He's work. He's just a defensive guy taking yeah, pressure off. It's really great to see him off, in there. To be honest. But then when you get Brogdon back. And Miritich is kind of working his way back in, obviously. And you get Gasol back next round, too. Yeah, Gasol is... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're talking an insanely deep bench now. Grandpa Gasol. Yeah. He's Player I mean, coach. Who's gonna, who's, but really, who's going to stop this team Mater, from getting to the finals? Mother goes, like, who's that coach? I'm like, that's just an injured player. <laughs> because... <laughs> what? When you look at the Bucks team, like, what what is the Bucks' weakness? That's the thing. I mean, they have a superstar MVP player. They're... Their starters are all quality. They're, they're the best they're, defense in the league. They're deep. They play good defense. They have a good coach. I really just feel like I, I don't see anything to exploit or how right. a team's going to really beat yeah, the especially, Bucks. Yeah, especially since the season they've only lost back-to-back games once. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about throughout the year, it's going to be hard for any team to actually come in and win a seven-game series. Well, that's what drives me nuts is is – all the national people always said, "Oh, the Bucks aren't deep enough for the playoffs." But I mean, come on, this—it's such a joke when they say that because you can't—you can't go big against this team. You can't go small against this team. You can't. There is nothing you can do because they will find a way, a matchup-wise, to get. You know, you can't put Drummond on Brooke Lopez the whole game. Drummond was negative thirty-five today in a plus-minus. He was <laughs> yeah. negative forty-five Ouch. in game one. Right. That means when he's in the game. That's 45 minus points when he's in the game. Yeah. Right. Brooke Lopez was like plus 27 today. You, they, he can't guard him. It's impossible. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something that, that they, can, they can go at you with all different lineups, and that's, that's what makes them so deadly. That was a great point because, I mean, even Mike, last time you talked about it, they, they seem to be a, like a Pistons team that's still living in like the early 2000s where like you're going to try to – and that's kind of the pace point, right? Like that's why they're such a slow team. They're they're lining up a, a a stereotypical center that can't move, like he can't move at all. No, like he he gets he gets blown yeah. off the ball by Ilasova. Like he can't even keep up with him, let alone like a Giannis figure or anybody yeah, else. He's like a, there, Brooke. a traditional 
back-to-the-basket center on offense, post-up kind of guy, and the league just is moved away from that. Like, like great, great, he's going to get 16 rebounds. Congratulations. Like, towards the end of the game, like, Giannis did a post-move, and his knees buckled, and he almost fell down. Yeah. yeah. That's what's amazing to me with Giannis is, is you look at him from his rookie year and going against a Drummond, he was manhandled. And now Giannis makes all those guys look so stupid and silly. And it's just awesome watching Giannis against anybody in the league. Because I don't, mm. he's, of course you can stop him for, for spurts, but when he gets it in his head that he's not going to be stopped, it's impossible. Who are you afraid of? Because it's not the Sixers now. Em- yeah, but Embiid mean, looks like a liability on the court. He I just kind of walked around tonight. Even, I mean, Ben Simmons turned it around after a terrible first game. Well, yeah, that's the thing is is a lot of the teams are one and one. The only team that's other two and two it would be would be Boston, right? That Boston's still a tricky like second game series because they just always right. But but what's interesting is they're playing against the Pacers. They haven't scored over a hundred. Can they keep up with the Bucks without Smart? I don't know. I there's, their bench isn't like ours. I, I just feel I like think Horford was the only one that had. I mean, the Pacers had an interesting way to approach Giannis, but I think the only other team that had an interesting plan or had some success was the way that like Horford made him. Because they, they, the way the Bucks they actually do well with on the defensive end is you allow Giannis to stay in and be like a rim protector, but Horford makes him come out, especially if you put him on him. I think they're the only one that has like an interesting game plan or, or personnel possibility. Not having Marcus Smart helps, but he wasn't like, I don't think he's an integral part, as long as you have Kyrie, Horford. I would be a little bit nervous against the Raptors if we play them in the Eastern Conference well, Finals. Why looked freaking ridiculous? Just because, too, I don't know how they would approach Giannis. They at least have a lot of bodies: Ibaka and Kawhi, even Gasol. Gasol. They, Gasol Lowry, Lowry, but, but but they can right. at least you know they don't have to have one guy just expend all of his energy. Uh, Ibaka's done pretty well against Giannis. Too. I think they'd play him a lot, but they'd they'd probably. Uh, rotate guys a lot too and try to get a lot of different looks. That would just be something that maybe could give the Bucks a little bit of trouble, but I still think the Bucks with home court would yeah. beat. I, I still would hope that the, I, I would like at least Pacers to come away with at least one of those games. You, I don't think you want to have the Pacers to be able to go sweep Indiana and then have us, because that was like one of the assets of us having Pistons right away, is if you get that sweep or that easier one where you can actually rest guys. But if a Boston team can do very similar. That could be kind of interesting second round. Again, not overly concerned about that. They, I think we have a pretty good walk to the final. If they do sweep, they'd still get um, about five to six days off. I think right. the twenty seventh yeah. would be the first you'd game. You'd have to wait for the other series to right. But they would be equal, so they both could rest up. Yeah, right. But I just I there's no way Detroit gets one right. I don't think so. I think it, it would take Blake Griffin playing the next game. I don't and even then playing would Blake Griffin even. Oh, I'm saying, and then shooting I, really I, well. Like I still think, aside from like a, a complete laydown game as far as shooting wise, like something just awful happens. I think you saw the best effort that you're going to get out of a Pistons team today. They fought hard. They fought they gave everything so they hard. had. But they had no chance. And it's, the end of that it, game. it was just weird. And granted, it like, at halftime they were up one, but in the third and fourth quarter they took saying, over. It's just weird to see this team like just toy. Yeah, yeah that's like true. all of a sudden. But it was like one, interesting. Like they quickly in the second half got up almost what twenty one ish or whatever. Yeah, seventeen and, to twenty. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they were back down to like nine. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, oh, sorry, sorry guys, we were 
we were supposed to let you get this close. We got it. Don't worry. And then we got it back up to almost 20 again and then finished what mm. we won by, what, 21? Yeah. Yeah. You see those those spurts, though, are start with Giannis. That's the thing is, like, when Giannis gets out of the game, I feel like they become this different team. Granted, they, they still do well, but then Giannis comes back in and he's like, oh, I got to take over again because we're starting to get down. Well, like, think, you, and it got a little sloppy. I mean, Hill had some, I think he had three turnovers there. That was interesting. Um. Yeah, the guard play wasn't quite as crisp on the offensive end. I kind of led to getting it back in, but yeah, you're right. Once like if you have our starting five like to strength, like it would have been another forty point game. But it'll um, be interesting how much time Brown has got and how much time Connaughton has got in such big moments. When Brogdon comes back, how does he fit in? How do you fit in Brown and Connaughton? Because those guys have been so good for this team defensively and just off the ball. That um, I just I don't know I don't know how Brogdon will fit. I would wish Brogdon would come back right now because it would be easier to fit him into just yeah. like games that like how Miritich is kind of just yeah. finding his way back. Because cool. when you throw George Hill in too, that's yeah, a George lot Hill's, of it's a lot of guards. That's one thing is George Hill before this game was averaging like almost I think he was averaging twelve points per game in his last five. So he's been pretty awesome for this team as of late and that's that's one thing that Giannis really wanted was guys who have playoff experience around him and George Hill's I mean he's he has a lot of playoff experience well, I, I still think it's crazy because I think well Giannis had just under 30 minutes today or at 30 and then Bledsoe didn't get to 30 that's like, crazy they're not even playing 40 minutes like that's crazy it's insane okay Warriors and Cousins get clipped as they squander a 30 point lead and lose their big man to a torn quad Next. <laughs> so is it, so like yeah, so with that who is let's go around the can we do around the horn? Who's your favorite team out of the West? Uh, favorite team you'd like favorite team you like and or Wanna who you face. think we're gonna see coming out of the West. Well, I mean I, I would still pick the Warriors to make the finals. I don't want them to win, but although I do kinda wanna I've said before, I kinda want the Bucks to play them. I think that'd be a fun series. Yeah, with Boogie out, I, I, they're still strong. Um, it's been quite. A, there's a lot of interesting things going on with that team, though. And and at home, they've had some weird losses at home where this thirty point lead. I mean, even with without Boogie Cousins, they shouldn't give up a thirty point lead at home with those players. So, uh, but I, I don't know. I I really think it's kind of a toss up of Houston and and the Warriors right now for me. It's hard for me to pick without seeing the Warriors play again. I'm going to the Rockets. Just be different. I mean, like you said, Pete, the Warriors don't have it this year. That is that that's a team that looks like it's ready to implode. Durant's yeah. tired of being there. The Rockets are on the Clay verge. wants his own team. They're on the verge of beating the Warriors last year. Yeah. Chris Paul. They didn't have Chris Paul, yeah. The hamstring gave out. Yeah, no, it it'll be interesting. And really, when you thought Oklahoma City had a good chance too, and their Trailblazers are handling them pretty well, so yeah, I would think, I would think it's up to those two teams. Yeah, I think my, I tend to agree with you. I think Golden State's actually probably a better team without Boogie because they never quite, because he was injured for the first part of the season. They never, I didn't think they had the chemistry, and then the issues with, um, Durant and Draymond. Draymond, thank you. The issues between. 
Durant and Draymond. That just seems like it just seems a weird situation kind of going on there. And you can get to a point of having too many mouths to feed, you know. Not it's just, a lot of shots to go around. It's just weird, and I think Bill Simmons talks about this quite a bit, but it's going to be weird if that was earlier in the year when they are talking about when they, we didn't know Milwaukee was going to become Milwaukee, but the idea that that team could very well win the finals and Durant would leave and be the first time in history that a, a superstar would leave a, a championship-winning team. Yeah. So they clearly got some like team dynamic. I think one of the interesting teams, so I kind of agree with you. I think Houston's interesting. Golden State's still interesting, but I think one of the dark horse ones I'd like to see kind of get there, not necessarily for the Bucks narrative, but Denver is kind of intriguing. I kind of like what their team's about. And as long as Jokic I, I shoots would, well and gets his triple doubles, they're pretty. I mean, Jok- they're pretty Jokic good. will probably finish third in MVP voting. Yeah, because because game one wasn't a fact. I mean, they were on top of it. Jokic did a good job, but they just weren't finishing. They just had a really obscure field goal percentage and shooting night. Yeah, I think uh, Jokic only round. took like what nine shots or something like that too. He didn't really shoot much. Yeah, but he had like a double double based. Yeah, he still it was crazy. Still but was so, pretty amazing. Um, so it's kind of a team I, I kind of am just generally interested in. But you bring up MVP. Paschke said tonight I, that, was that nuts. rumors, I can't rumors are that up. they kind of go around. So MVP votes have been been put in, and he said you kind of start to hear some things and. Early results say Giannis yeah, people, is leading the MVP. Yeah, the people started leaking their, their votes and said that he had a, a large number of votes. So it's kind of. Oh, we'll see. It Usually those change. guys don't it, say that because. Good change. Yeah. But he he deserves it. Well, yeah. They both do, really. Harden and him. Not if you talk to a Rockets fan. They are <laughs> oh, hard yeah. down on him being. Well, just his offensive output. Oh, he's great. You know, one thing I, I would love to do is interview. He's got a lot of votes for. Like the thing about that, but Giannis has got a lot of votes for Defensive Player of the Year too. It's yeah. like, man, yeah, on? for Ooh. sure. Sorry, to interrupt you. No, that's Go fine. One thing I would love to do is interview like a Detroit Pistons fan and see their their thoughts of Giannis because his mean mug face just seems like it would annoy <laughs> the crap out of me if he wasn't a Buck. I wonder what his people think of him outside of Milwaukee. Or Wisconsin, so to say. <laughs> the same thing they think about Aaron when he was doing the belt and had that stupid smirk all the time. Very true. And he also doesn't want to eat all about himself. Like, not all about himself, but I don't want to work out with anybody. And then he has a mean mug. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things. Or when or Braun when... sits there at the plate and turns his biting gloves in and out and adjusts himself, tips the hat up and down a couple of times, swings the bat around, grabs some dirt. Yeah, that that really does not make people happy. No. No, not at all. Or when Yelich goes for three homers and seven RBIs and then gives a little girl a dog. Oh, speaking of jerk. that. Speaking of that, let's talk about the Brewers for just a little bit here. Okay. Because Daddy's home. First, first, first of all, let's just talk about that. That was an amazing performance by him. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Uh, guy's winning a life. Yelich winning at life and winning at baseball. I think he's hands down the best player in the National League. All any talk about regression and can he <laughs> not, do? Not can he bit. do? Can he do it again? But is this? Well, wait. Is this just like Thames though? He's playing against one team. He can only do it against one the Cardinals. Team. So he yeah. do. Like he's Thames. hitting five twenty seven against the Cardinals. <laughs> he's got eighteen RBIs and eight home runs. You're talking about like. You're talking about the concern about Goldschmidt coming into it. Well, I mean, Goldschmidt has dominated the Brewers, though. It's not I like know. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, is just, yeah, true. It's like the Brewers are like, 
I see you, Goldschmidt, and raise you, Christian Yelich. <laughs> I raise like, you an that's MVP. Crazy. Yeah, no, I regression wise, like everybody thought, like this guy's got to regress. Well, <laughs> no, so far, no, he so doesn't. Good. Yeah, he's kind of carrying this team though. They have a negative uh, run differential, which kind of worries me. I kind of yeah, they're now minus two after today. Yeah, so that that's not a a first place kind of look for uh for a team, but they win it in different ways where their pitching is just kind of awful by one guy or two guys. <laughs> so yeah. the starting pitching wise, and they've kind of had blow ups in the bullpen here and there. But uh, other than that, Yelich, Yelich and Grandal have been just carrying this team on their yeah. shoulders. I would say, don't forget Kane too. He's oh, been yeah, playing Kane, well. Kane's always solid though. He, Kane's just Mr. Consistent. Yeah. Like, I expect that out of him. Hitting now. 300 and playing good defense. Not gold, do, not gold glove worthy though. No, he doesn't not, deserve a gold glove. Gold gloves. Do we need to shake things up and have our pitchers start hitting third? Yeah, I think that. I think so. Because uh, did you know the Brewers' pitching staff has a higher OPS than twenty-four teams starting first baseman? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, Woodruff alone went, went. What was he like? Yeah, I think Yelich said he was hitting five eighty seven. He the was season. six. He was six for eight with a walk. And uh, Shasin homered. Yep. Our, our pitchers have been killing it. I think we need to start having our pitchers bat higher because Shaw struggled. I think, I think Garcia's hitting ninth now, right? It's got to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mustakas is hitting for power, but not a great average. So yeah, it's it's interesting that these guys have uh, carried it. Oh. Yeah, Wil- we- Wilkerson comes up. Wilk- Wilkerson, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron Wilk- Wilkerson. He comes up and uh, he just hits that home run. That's pretty crazy. Uh, they made a couple moves. Um, Jeffers is back. Pitched today. Two out, two-thirds of an inning. Looked strong. Uh, Peralta to the DL. Ten so, day. Who... What's the DL, though? Oh, sorry. IL. IL. Okay. I'm going to call it DL forever. Yeah, it's like Skittles versus money, you know. We never know anymore. Injured list. (laughs) So have they said who gets the start in there? Is it so Dallas Keiko. (laughs) Perfect. Sign me up. I so I did read on that. I did read um that council after the game said he's gonna have a long talk with Burns and see if he will even be in the (laughs) in the starting lineup or pitching that is starting whatever you call it. I can't remember. My brain stopped. Rotation? Yeah, rotation like my yeah, rotation. Yeah, you know the starting thing. thing, the starting stuff. So it, it's kind of interesting that Wilkerson did come up, but, but he did pitch today. I mean, two games started in AAA. He's one and all point oh seven nine ERA, eleven innings, twelve Ks, two walks. So wonder if he gets that chance. But I would like to see Chase Anderson or Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, Dallas Guerra's been good out of uh, the bullpen. But um, I like Guerra kind of in that bullpen spot. Yeah, so maybe yeah. just bring up Chase Anderson until Nelson can come back up. As Chris would say, he's never going to come back up. But mm-hmm. I think May. <laughs> we, I haven't seen any new news on Nelson other than the ninth he pitched in an extended spring training. And Council said everything was positive with it. So, um, But, yeah, Peralta goes down. He's given up five home runs on the year, I believe. Yeah, the the young guys have not. Bur- Burns real has great. given up what twelve home runs? I don't know. I can't even uh, count. I can't even count anymore. Twenty-one earned runs and three starts. Oh my god! Yeah, his ERA is over ten. Over ten. Yeah. I mean, you want to see these guys work it out, but 
Sometimes Stearns? it's just the young guys. You don't. I don't know. Stearns has a lot of faith that Burns can be a starting pitcher, but they might need to just send him down or put him in the bullpen to just kind of reset mentally, right? Because he's struggled so much, and he has good stuff. He'll get a lot of strikeouts, but I just don't think he knows how to pitch effectively, how to use that all makes his pitches. Sense. But so what, might be one of those guys who just he's using too much energy, maybe trying to throw too hard all the time. Yeah. Well, with Peralta, it's it's pretty interesting because you saw him go eight innings and just dominate. And Rock will say it all the time during the t- during the the whatever the cast. The, I, my brain <laughs> is done. All over S- the starting the starting thing. Good thing. That, you know, cast the, of the cast. You know the, the TV. You know the thing I, that you watch. That's and why the you, thing and the pictures. Got, that's why to make the perfect human, you just use my legs. We've gone on long so, enough. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, but uh. Peralta's issue is getting those fastballs down in the zone because he only pitches 90 miles an hour. So when he is up, obviously with against the Reds, the he was up Burns. the whole time. Burns is the same problem. So, so the latest on Jimmy Nelson, it was that uh, on Monday he threw a simulated game in Arizona and it went well, no setbacks. And then uh, he has to do one more simulated game and then he'll be designated to rehab assignment with AAA San Antonio. And he's on pace to get back to the ball club in May. Well, yeah, that is the latest. Right. So, uh, next couple of weeks then are very interesting. Just how they sort out all this pitching. Uh, Dallas Keuchel. A lot of and moving Cri- parts. And Kimbrel. Yeah. Keuchel and Kimbrel. <laughs> Kimbrel's break actually the bank. close to a decision. They say so. Yeah, one year, thirteen million is what he's asking now. <laughs> Sign me up, seriously. I w- I just assumed the Red Sox would overpay to get him back on a one year. They deal, want nothing to do with him. I'm surprised. Well, they might need him. Put him in the starting rotation. Chris Sale, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Been some really there's some really weird Chris Sale. first no, place teams out there right now. Mariners. Well, the Mariners have kind of cooled they off. They lost a little five bit. in a row. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Oh, and then oh, six what, in Houston, a row now. Houston won what ten in a row or something like that. But yeah, Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay is the first, right? Tampa Bay has the most wins in baseball. That makes 14 sense. And four. <laughs> that <laughs> team has got sense. really good pitching though. Yeah. Yeah. Their run differential plus forty seven. They're yeah, gonna win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see them in the World Series, maybe. Ooh. You know though, as as much as it feels like has gone wrong for the Brewers with pitching not going well <laughs> still and still in like first place handedly. They're five five games above five hundred through a pretty tough schedule so far, so and five I think the rest the rest of the year they have Dodgers Cardinals so I mean that's not bad they keep beating them year month month god man alright that's, that's it that's it that's a wrap that's it, that's it. <laughs> uh, fade to black said <laughs> year seriously I think that's it <laughs> yeah. I think that's it guys yep so yep. Chris thanks for joining us <laughs> I'm throwing in <laughs> the towel <laughs> good time as usual Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Oh, I was going to say back. that. I was going to say that. Were you going to say that? I was going to say that. No, you weren't. Chris Rock, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger, Tiger. All right, Mike's shot's coming. The bango. The Over 18th hole. Over the back hole. shot. I just got to get it lined nope, up. Nope, 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 nope. Yep. Right there. You got it. Right, like this? Yep. Right hinging. And he shoots. He hey! scores! Bango! Oh, oh, Eileen's Final cry- episode. Eileen's <laughs> crying again. Final episode. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Final episode. <laughs> yep, that's how it ends. Children of the corn.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at questionabletoreturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daly. And Pete, at P, cozy with a K, Junior, J-R. Please consider leaving us a five-star review, as well as sharing us with someone you know.